Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I celebrate... The Undertaker, that's right, it's The Undertaker's birthday, and Tommy shares an amazing story about The Undertaker that you don't want to miss. Also, we get into AEW Dynamite from last night, the Texas Tornado match, and of course, Thunder Rosa in front of that Austin crowd. Where did it miss? We'll talk about it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. We are getting into The Undertaker. Tommy, is do you have a favorite Undertaker moment? Oof. I have two, one in front. Well, I have many, but I have two, one in front of the camera and one outside of the camera. Number one is the Royal Rumble in San Antonio and where both him and the Shawn Michaels are laying there and it's the build to WrestleMania and they're laying there. And I was in that Royal Rumble and I, I remember running and running is hard for me to do. And I ran all the way so I could be out there live. And when I saw the spot happening and Dave, I'm literally the building starts shaking and they're doing nothing. It's literally if you if you examine this or if you had two people who knew nothing about wrestling or one person knew nothing about wrestling. Why are all these two? Why are all these people going crazy for two guys literally laying in the ring? And then when it was the Shawn Michaels kip up and the Undertaker sit up. It was the longest built explosion of a pop. It was, I loved being a part of it. I loved being a part of it with the fans. And I told you, like, even today, I do things whenever, like, you know, life has me down or wrestling has me down. I just go back and I watch stuff that made me a fan. And I remember just being, like, so hyped and be like, God, I love this business. And I literally was already eliminated from that match. Um, another Undertaker moment. I, I've talked to you about this. He was sick in Houston, and we he was supposed to wrestle Kurt Angle in a three segment match, and wrestling Kurt Angle is hard. And he was sick, man, sicker than I've ever seen somebody before, and like not moving sick, chill sick. And we all just kept on checking on him. <clears throat> and like a true leader, slowly as the show's going on and on. He starts putting on his boots and they're literally telling him, man, you don't have to do this. He has two IVs in his arms and the, it was like, 
hey, man, you're up next. And the doctor's like, pull out an IV, pull out an IV. Someone's there holding his coat. And hey, man, you're up. And he just got off that table and just walked there. And it was like all the boys were like, you know, it's the proverbial moment where everyone's just clapping him on or but no one was clapping him like, man, you know, go out there. And he went out there and tore it up in a three segment match against Kurt Angle's packed house in Houston. But my favorite moment was just a moment shared between him and I. We were on, we were in Spain at a bullfighting arena and him and I are just talking like how you and Dave, you, you and I talk and, and we're just having this conversation and in a bullfighting arena is we're in like the basement. We're literally dressing <clears throat> or are we going out where the bull, the bulls walk out? It smells because there's unfortunately dying bulls because that's what bullfighting is. And we're just having this conversation and then they announce his name. He's like, all right, I got to go. And I just stepped aside and, and like, he just nodded at me and I just stepped aside and like, you see the smoke in this pit where they keep the bulls and this purple light. And I just watched him become the undertaker. And when I say this, like he then put his hat on and he adjusted it. And with the smoke coming up and there was just a little bit of faint purple light. And I was just like, I'm literally just watching which you guys just saw Tommy Dreamer become the innovator of violence. I watched him become the undertaker. When that first gong hit, I like you got goosebumps, but I got to see like the behind the scenes of him transforming into the undertaker. And then when he walked forward and the smoke was like really in this holding area where the wrestlers walked out to, when he opened up the curtain, the smoke like filled from the back where I got to lose him here. But then he went out through that curtain and I got to see him and he emerged from look like hell because we're in a in a pit and there was thousands of people on the top because it's a giant circle. And when he walked out, it literally looked like the undertaker walked out from hell. And it was just this amazing moment that I got to just me and him. But then it was just me because I was being a stalker. And it was just, I was so happy I got to see that because every performer goes into their own little zone before they get to go out there. But just then when he opened up and like when you heard that curtain open and the heat, it was like you were hit with a wave of sound for everybody loving and appreciating a great man and a great character known as The Undertaker. Wow, amazing. That gave me goosebumps, you just telling that story. Thanks for doing that. Hear what's happening around the globe on World of Basketball. Mo Creek, professional player in Europe who has recently escaped from the war zone in Ukraine. I was on the phone with my mom one night and we heard a bomb. When we heard that, the siren went off and that's when I started the bomb shelter uh, experience. New episodes of World of Basketball, hosted by Fran Fraschilla, are released Thursdays on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You know, usually we either start with the beginning of Dynamite or the end of Dynamite. We're going to do things a little bit different. And I want to just go right in to that Texas Tornado match that we saw last night between the Hardys and Sting and Darby Allen against Private Party, The Butcher and The Blade. And you heard it from that sound we just played from Dynamite last night. Tommy, say what you want about the match, and we will. But man, that crowd was hot for that finish last night. Wow. (laughs) Crowd was hot, hot for CM Punk. They were super loud for that entire show. Austin, Texas really brought the enthusiasm. They brought the what performers strive off of. It really was a great show. Miked. When I say miked, sometimes the audio doesn't sound as loud at home as it does when you're there live. We've had discussions with fans who were actually at in attendance, but man, it was, they brought it. And that match, I love matches like that. They're car crash matches. They're hard visually because you have so much going on where you have so many different people fighting. It's production wise. You're, you're literally like, okay, well, let's follow them here. You're following there. Whoever's the director or the producers in the truck. And you literally have sometimes, six to eight monitors depending on how many cameramen you have and they were trying to watch where all the action is is setting up and they did a really really good job of keeping it paced and it didn't have the contrived feel of the setup like where they just went out and fought in the audience um and i know the people go nuts for that it's i've i do not like wcw started it ecw we kind of you know, we set the trend for just fighting in the crowd and 
WCW then started setting up like areas where the wrestlers were going to fight. You know, of course, it's smart because you don't want to get sued because you have security, all that stuff. And uh, WWE sets up areas all the time like that where people are going to fight. But it's a lot of trust. And production-wise, they just caught it. And there was just some amazing, amazing moments. I loved the Jeff Hardy, just Jeff being Jeff. And, you know, climbing the ladder to go to the side of the building. And when I tell you, I used to walk into venues and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to do something off of that. Or maybe New Jack could dive off of that. That's kind of the same thing when you have to go out there and feel where you see something on the venue and it clicks. I don't know if you remember a long, long time ago where Jeff Hardy and Umaga were fighting and Jeff rode the banister all the way down and kind of hit Umaga at the bottom of the steps. That's literally just looking at your environment when you're there all day and saying, I could do something off of this and you test it out, blah, blah, blah. But the match really, really, uh, I did. It it was a car crash. I loved stuff like that. And it was very, very exciting. And we're also, and I, this is, this has kind of been a side note for a long time. We're watching a 63-year-old man have some of his best matches working with people, I want to say, three times younger than him. And that entrance that Sting received was just so, like, I don't think you're realizing what we what we're seeing like every time sting goes out there and performs he's friggin' 63 years old he still looks to be in phenomenal shape even that finish where he catches him he landed on his uh he he caught him and yes he fell but he was able to also get back up and hold him where it looked like a rear naked choke so we could do his sting drop with the matt hardy uh finish as well and they did it in tandem I don't I know I'm 51 years old and how I feel. I don't know how Sting feels, but he is just still delivering, diving, you know, doing all the dives, doing everything that Sting and that character made us fall in love with. And you talked about The Undertaker and The Undertaker's birthday and The Undertaker being one of the greatest characters of all time. Sting is one of the greatest of characters of all time and we're still ha- blessed to see him perform. Because one day that's not going to happen. Tommy, in regards to Sting, and you're right, he he just turned 63. At Revolution, we saw him do that dive off the mezzanine through tables. Like, did you ever imagine? First of all, it wasn't that long ago. You never would imagine you would have seen Sting back in the ring. And then we saw him in Jacksonville when fans first came back and he had that match where fans were chanting, uh, you still got it. But now he's doing things in the ring that I don't even think Sting did when he was with TNA 12, 15 years ago, Tommy. like It's amazing what we're getting out of somebody who's 63 years old. In two years, considering he will be a senior citizen. Legit. Yeah. <laughs> um, he His work is amazing. I literally, I told you, he was a big influence on early uh, me, I think he was a big influence on a lot of people in the sense of, I mean, he was the face of WCW, his energy, what he brought. And he still has that when he pops, you know, and still yells and hits his chest, the people erupt. Austin really, really appreciated him as well. I mean, you went from 
entrances alone, you went from Sting's entrance to Darby Allen's entrance to the Hardy Boys. And it was just next level. It was like star, star, star. I love stuff like that. I really do. And then speaking of Darby Allen, the fall Darby Allen, down those concrete steps in the arena. I mean, my goodness. First of all, taking a bump like that. And and I guess seeing Sting, what he's doing, is going to take his game to the next level. But I, watching that at home, how the hell is he get, even getting up? And taking a chance going down those stairs like that. Did you ever do something like that, Tommy? Did I ever? I am the master of the bleacher roll. Come on now, David, or throw, getting thrown downstairs. The master used to be Mick Foley. And uh, I remember we were wrestling. It was Raven and Sandman versus me and Mick Foley. And we there was big bleachers. And we went to the top. And I, in the back, I was like, I'm going to beat you down. He's like, you're on. We're going to race. And I hit the wall. And then they threw us both at the same time. And everyone, want, oh, how do you do that without, fall, without getting hurt? How do you do that? You literally just throw yourself down a flight of stairs. I don't recommend doing that at home. And I jumped where I missed probably the first five steps. And you kind of like just tuck your arm and roll and you hit that first step with the flat of your back and then something called momentum and gravity just picks up and you go and I blew Mick Foley away. Uh, famous bleacher role for me. Good old Burt Flickinger Center in Buffalo, New York, ECW, myself and Louis Spicoli. Check that out. I, uh, I almost got stuck halfway and then I threw myself even more. And then the worst part about it was hitting the gymnasium floor because I hit it with my leg first, and I thought I snapped my leg in half. But you just got to go. I was fine. I was just sore the next day. It was called being young. Darby yeah. Allen's fine. Jeff Hardy is fine, even though he's not young. I don't worry about Jeff. Jeff just goes to the top of things and falls off. Of. Let me ask and that you was this. an eruption. Tommy, let me ask you this. Does, yes, it, does it help or hurt Darby Allen being in the ring with the Hardys and Sting? Darby Allen is considered a star. And when you're hanging out with stars, it does nothing but help you. I was already established in ECW and I brought in Steve, Dr. Death Williams and Terry Gordy made me look like a bigger star. When I was early on in my career and I had a Mick Foley or I had Terry Funk, these are moments that help you become a star. I have pictures of myself where I was super proud. I'm tagging with Terry and Dory Funk. And they are the old guard. And Darby Allen is the new guard. We'll probably be having Darby Allen a lot longer than we'd have Sting and the Hardys. I'm talking about wrestling wise. Because, mm -hmm. you know, St I don't think Sting can wrestle another 10 years. I hope he can, but I don't think he can. I don't know if Matt and Jeff can wrestle another 10 years. I hope they can, but I do feel if Darby Allen continues on his path, he will be able to wrestle another 10 years. He's yeah. still pretty young. And like you said, just the levels of excitement from that crowd last night was unbelievable. Speaking Made the show. Of, it really and did. Like and he said too was the pacing, the yes. pacing of the entire show where a lot of people 
get on AEW where, oh, they just they just throw so much up against the wall. They just give you so much. Oh, I'm sorry. They just, I'm just getting so much. Who doesn't want that? No, I get it. But and and I've been critical of the pacing of AEW Dynamite from time to time. And it's because they throw so much at you, Tommy, yes. that it's hard to digest and consume it because so many moments that they're throwing at you, those are big moments. And then they just go right on to the next segment without reacting. Last night, they did a much better job with that. Case in point, that Texas Tornado match that we saw. You know, listen, when you come out of that, that was significant. Just the fact to have all those stars in the ring. I thought they did a much better job across the board last night, pacing it in a way where you can really look at what's going on, digest it, and then react to it. Yes. If it was me, my only change, I would have had that match last and switched it with uh, the main event. I agree. I agree. But even in that main event, man, uh, Alex Reynolds and uh, Johnny Silver, they got the people into them. Uh, Silver worked his ass off, especially did that Cesaro-like comeback. And Jericho is always as great. And they're just because that group is being established with Jericho's society, I would have just flipped it just because of star power. That's where if I'm a baseball manager, I look at who am I going to have batting cleanup and it just, the show still worked for me. And there was, like I said, there's a lot to get into, a lot to digest. But I thought it was an excellent wrestling show. And they really forwarded the storylines for tomorrow as well, meaning Rampage. Agreed. And listen, Jericho is a main eventer. Jericho is a star. But you talk about star power, Tommy. The Hardys, Sting, and Darby Allen. In a Texas tornado match, that's a main event on an AEW. In Texas. I mean, that's a main event. Like, no offense to Chris Jericho or or anybody in that match, but I'm sorry. The Hardys, Sting, and Darby Allen in a Texas tornado match, that's your main event on an AEW Dynamite. And then, you know, when we talk about ratings and all that stuff, you know, Tony Khan, and I know they're public too, where you'll get minute by minute ratings and you could see what the fans were watching. Not that it's a telltale, but if your ratings go up during certain segments or your ratings go down, Tony had talked about that a couple of times when he was on the show about, you know, Orange Cassidy, how he does in the ratings, how he does on social media. These are all new ways of owners slash to see who is working who's not working in baseball you have you know your batting average you have your war you have your fielding percentages in football you have all the same stuff where you have stats these are statistics that owners can use and say hmm i'm on to something here or wow i really but the people are tuning out when these people are on because you can literally get a statistical database of who's drawing and who's not i mean it's pretty amazing that match that we're talking about was was 20 minutes into the show. Like a match that you probably could have gone the whole show promoting that you're going to see that kind of star power in Texas in a Texas tornado, tornado match. That was within the first 20 minutes of the show, Tommy, that match last night. Pretty crazy when you think about it. 
Hi, everyone. I'm Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Visser. And if you love sports the way I do, the people, the passion, then you'll enjoy my podcast, In Conversation, every Thursday. I've drawn from 45 years of covering all sports with people like Billie Jean King and David Duchovny and the merry prankster himself, Bill Walton. I have reached the top of the mountain. I am having a conversation with Leslie Visser, my hero. So please listen and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. There was a lot that we loved about Dynamite. We loved the way they opened with CM Punk. We enjoyed the main event. We really liked what we saw in the Texas Tornado match. But there was one thing that bothered me a little, Tommy, and I want to get your take, and that is Thunder Rosa. Now, we all have fallen in love with Thunder Rosa and her story. I mean, she has been a part of this show for months and months and months. The moment that we saw last week with Thunder Rosa and her winning that AEW Women's Championship was phenomenal and a very, very special moment that I know I'm going to remember for decades and decades. Now, as your AEW Women's Champion, she was going to address that Texas crowd in Austin last night for a first time as your AEW Women's Champion. Then we get Vicky Guerrero. Then we get the attack of Nyla Rose. I thought it missed the mark, and here's why, Tommy. I wish we could have gotten a lengthy promo from Thunder Rosa talking about how much that victory meant last week, how much that AEW Women's Championship means to her, and how she was able to do it in front of her hometown crowd. Then you could have had the attack from Nyla Rose. And then I think the promo from Vicky Guerrero. I thought it was a little rushed. We didn't get that moment from Thunder Rosa. And I think she deserved that moment last night. Tommy, your thoughts. I can agree with your assessment. I think the live crowd would have ate it up and it would be nice to hear from her in the state of Texas. Uh, she won the title in Texas I agree with everything you just said. Here's my counter to it. Okay. By interrupting what she was saying puts more heat on Vicky 
as well as Nyla, the attack. And then we're, you know, we just talked about where we, we, you know, we, we talk about wrestling. We're talking about this man called the undertaker. If you just sit back, we are going to hear from Thunder Rosa and we can hear from Thunder Rosa, right place, right time. Sure. And, but then what we're either going to have to have that match on rampage, or we're going to have that match next week on dynamite. So you need to kind of progress your storyline going further with the two. And just like when we're, you're interrupting me when we're having a conversation that forces me to stab myself with a spoon and then I have to yell, then it's the same thing that you just happened. When somebody keeps interrupting you or not getting your point, that's going to happen. Then all of a sudden Violetta comes in and jumps you from behind. And then guess what? Next week we're going to have Violetta versus Dave LaGreca. That's kind of what they set up. So that's the point counterpoint. Yes. And and the, the beauty of this show, the beauty of the nation fantasy booking, I think it's served its point. Could I, could I, if I had the pencil with AEW, sure. I could have gone that route too, but then where's the heat going to be if I don't get to hear from her in her home state. So that's my only thing. I hear what you're saying. And, 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 and by the way, with what I kind of threw out there, you're still going to get the same outcome. I I actually, I actually think that people are going to be more upset with Nyla Rose. If you just got a heartfelt promo from Thunder Rosa, if think about Thunder Rosa, Tommy, when she was on with us last week, on Wednesday, just hours before stepping into that cage with Rick Baker. She got emotional. She was crying on our show. By the way, if you missed it, go to the SXM app or the Busted Open podcast to listen. But she was crying on our air. Imagine last night, Tommy, she's holding on to that championship and she's addressing that Texas crowd and she's in tears. And then you have a crowd standing on their feet, applauding her because of what she was able to do last week. And then Nyla Rose comes out and says, bam, right in the back of the head. And then Thunder Rosa drops to the ground and drops that championship onto the ground that she earned by winning that cage match against Dr. Britt Baker. And then Vicky Guerrero comes out, pick up, picks up that microphone and says, you know what? You know who's from Austin? I'm from Austin. And then says everything that she said. I think right now Nyla Rose is public enemy number one. And they can't wait for Thunder to get into that ring and beat her ass. Mm. Listen, man, I Missed opportunity I last night. Missed opportunity. I agree. But you also don't know. And we've discussed this behind the scenes. You know, we had the MJF promo. You don't know if that went a little long where, hey, we got to cut something short. It still serves its purpose. And yes, your scenario is perfect and works, but you also don't know all the other things. I mean, you think about what you basically just laid out there. MJF spoke a lot of stuff. And then finally, here came Wardlow and he had his moment. And then with all security and finally kudos to security for actually doing their job and preventing something to happen. Kudos to Warload for being a man and like telling everyone, just get off me. I'll walk out on my own. It was a nice 
build and story. But what I'm saying is you don't know the behind the scenes. Your setup is actually absolutely perfect, but don't know other things that could have happened that led to that because you also had more matches to do. You had other stuff to go. It's still, what I'm trying to say is like, uh, if I use the baseball terminology, you still got to first base, whether you got a base hit, hit by a pitch, a walk, you still got there. So would it have worked your way? Yes, but you're still going to get to where you want to go. Still would like for, and a lot of things that we talk about this with AEW a lot, a lot of, what we know is not what we see on dynamite, right? A lot of it is on social media, plays out on social media or, you know, on YouTube and things of that nature. Um, and a lot of what we got from Thunder Rosa, especially with her journey and how hard she's had to work to get that championship title opportunity, much less to get that championship title around her waist. I wish we would see more of that played out on dynamite. Obviously, if you follow this show or follow Thunder on social media, you know about that hard-fought journey. I think as a story, they should play that out a little bit more on Dynamite. Yes. Uh, and, you know, the, you can, David. And listen, WWE does a lot of things, and they also do a lot of things right. And when I say that, WWE will remind you a lot of what happened during B-roll, during entrances, or during these are little things that after like Saudi Arabia pay-per-view specifically, they reminded you every single match what happened with that person who was walking out there in Saudi Arabia yeah. after the show. They do a recap package to open the show, and then they do, I would say, we were used to call market specifics when it's, hey, I'm Tommy Dreamer. I'm coming to Pennsylvania. Hey, Tommy Dreamer. I'm coming to Yonkers, New York. Hey, I'm Tommy Dreamer. Those are market specific promos, but they would do person specific um, stuff when talent was walking to the ring or the talent gets to the ring, a beat, a beat. They show what happened at the thing. And then here comes their opponent. There are ways that you can do this. But then you get into studio time and editing these packages. There's so many different things that revolve when you're putting together, uh, you know, when you're piecing together a television show. And there's honestly, there's only so many man hours that you can do all this stuff. Um, so it, it's your scenario really does work, Dave. And, and it's funny because during social during Dynamite last night, uh, I, I see Bully Ray tweeting. I see Road Dog tweeting. I know what I'm thinking. And here's three people that have been in the business for a long, long time. And, you know, Road Dog was the head of creative in the WWE for a little bit. Some of the stuff he's saying, I'm like, man, I agree with. And then there's other yeah. stuff that I'm saying, man, I disagree with. Me and Bully at times share the same exact brain. And then some of his stuff that he was tweeting, I'd be like, he couldn't be, in my opinion, further from the truth. But this is why we have shows like this. And this is why the nation, because we all like literally fantasy book stuff. And then you have to think of the one guy who's paying the bill on that company. It's his vision and what he foresees about it. So it, it's to me, it's working. And like I said, they it's going to deliver a very, very good new chapter for Thunder Rosa. And it's going to be Thunder Rosa and Naya. And they're going to tear it up like they usually tear it up. 
And then, because on the other hand, where are we going to go? Where the hell is going to be? What's Britt Baker's next move? There's so many moving parts when you have episodic television where you literally have to do two, you know, hey, I have Dynamite, I have Rampage. But like you said, you have Dark, you have all that stuff. I don't watch Dark. I don't, um, I watch Dark when something interesting happens in the sense of I'm told to watch Dark or everyone's buzzing about something about Dark. I need to be recapped because just like, you know, if you watch Monday Night Raw, they have shown what happened to Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns on USA. They've shown it on Fox. They show it everywhere they can because they're reminding you this is the main event of our biggest show. So these are, they always, we have crazy wrestler brains as fans, but we sometimes need to be constantly reminded why this is so big. Everybody will tell you the Jimmy Snuka jump off the steel cage. One of the greatest moments of all time, 15 foot high steel cage. Why? Because we're still talking about, because we still see it every each and every week. And it's still special in our minds. If you want to go back and dissect it, how we like to do today, the cage wasn't 15 feet high. He didn't soar through the air, but he did it the first. But if you were doing it compared today, as opposed to then, it was gigantic. You know, we're also talking about before The Undertaker. Think about this with also The Undertaker. And when making moves mean more, how many years we would wait almost every WrestleMania to see if The Undertaker was going to do the dive. You got another big dive in you, big guy, big man, dead man. And we would wait and literally usually be once a year when he would pull that out. And when would he pull that out? At WrestleMania, the biggest show of the year. And it would mean the most. Think of that. No, I agree. And and listen, at the end of the day, I think Nyla Rose is the first uh is the perfect first opponent yes. for Thunder Rosa. I really do. And they they're going to they're going to tear it up. I just wish they did things differently last night. All right, let's go back out to the Busted Open Nation 877-344-4893, 877-fight93. Let's go out to Art in Syracuse. What's going on, Art? Hey, Dave. Glad to be on the show. First time caller. Well, welcome, my friend. Hey, I just want to say uh, WrestleMania 25 was definitely uh, one of the best with The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Two of the greatest performers in wrestling. You know, both of them just steal the show wherever they go. Uh, Loved The Undertaker for years. Loved him when he started as Mean Mark Calloway. And just through the years, the guy is, he's one of the best in wrestling. All right, that that's it, Art. No, I also wanted to say, uh, Tommy. Yes, sir. You got to be a little more enthusiastic. I okay. love Dave. Dave's enthusiastic about everything. He's stabbing himself and stabbing himself with a spoon isn't enough for you, Art. <laughs> uh, I I got to see Tommy Russell a long time ago at the War Memorial in Syracuse, New York. The nice. guy's oh, awesome. Hell yeah. I give all you guys credit for what you do day in, day out. You know, I don't care if they say you guys are professional athletes or whatever. You guys are the top. Well, thank you. Athletics. Thank you, Art. I mean, you guys go out 360-plus days a year, no stop. a lot of days. I mean, you guys 
kick ass and take names. I give every wrestler out there kudos. Thank you, sir. Appreciate Tommy, it. your Appreciate show's great. You. Gabby's great. I, I love your show, man. That's thanks. It. You know what, Art? I love you. Hey, thanks, Dave. You got it, man. Are you coming? You going to our? Are you going to WrestleMania, Art? Oh, uh, I wish. I wish I could, man. Money's right, well, tight. <laughs> I get. No, I get it, Art. And thanks for listening. See, see, Tommy. They love us. I love social media when it's used for a positive uh, way. And here's something what you were talking about to remind us, because they just I just was reminded, Julie, Julia Hart. I did not know why that woman was wearing an eye patch and why she was sitting and not caring about the match with the Hollywood Blondes. I need, because a lot of that stuff I believe happened on Dark, I should have been told why she is doing that because I don't know it. And then just like you and I have talked about, hey, well, if we talked about something yesterday, not everyone has the chance to listen throughout the entire show. Or there's just people who subscribe, who get the podcast, which is only 30 minutes, blah, blah, blah. What I'm trying to say is you have reminded me, well, we should talk about that because not everybody listened yesterday. Yes. And if this is something that's gone on for a couple of weeks on dark, I need to be told about why, because I was watching that and I literally said, well, if this woman isn't interested in her wrestlers winning, why should I care if they beat Moxley? And uh, Brian Danielson, because I didn't know that story. Still watched the match, still enjoyed it, but that was a massive disconnect for me because or I don't know you, that story. Or what you could do, Tommy, is you say, know that story. I, I I did, but but again, I watch dark and I watch I, I I follow on social media, but not everybody does. But here's the thing, Tommy, is that also remind people where you could see that. Remind people on dark. Remind. You know, remind people, hey, if you follow, but not everybody is on social media. You know, not yes. everybody is tech savvy. Not everybody is on YouTube constantly. So I agree with you. You got to remind, or if you're if if you're not reminding, tell everybody. You know, just let them know that that this is exactly what's happening, and you're going to go deep again. Again, I think Nyla Rose, perfect first opponent for Thunder Rosa, but I just wish they would have played things out just a little bit differently last night on Dynamite. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. 
Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.